0: You're listening to the Palo Alto Network's podcast series, conversations about securing our way of life in the digital age. Welcome everybody to Don't Panic, the podcast from Unit 42, Palo Alto Network's threat intelligence team. We're back again, this is Ryan Olson, Director of Threat Intelligence for Palo Alto Networks, and Rick Howard. Hey guys, uh, I'm the Chief Security Officer here at Palo Alto Networks. All right, so for those of you who this might be your first version of this podcast, uh, this is Don't Panic, where we talk about the big topics in cybersecurity. We try to get you the information that you need so you understand what's going on, how to defend yourself, how to make sense of what is happening. And today, our big topic is the era of large data breaches. There have been some interesting data breaches this year. Oh, my. They get—they seem to get bigger and bigger and bigger. The numbers are millions, Staggered. hundreds of millions Staggered. of records. And the kinds of data that's being breached is changing. We used to have to worry about, oh, my credit card got out. And then the credit card companies have to go and pull that back, issue a new one. That was cool. Honestly, if my credit card gets breached right now, it's like so small impact to me. <laughs> like, got to get a new card. Okay. that's okay. comes in the mail. That's yeah. not that bad. But... Other information, things like my social security number, my address, all this information that ties in sort of my identity, that unfortunately I have to use to authenticate myself to other people so they trust who I am and give me a credit card in the first place, that stuff is no longer really private.
1: Well, I mean, and the number of records that are being stolen are so large. Just me personally, okay? Yeah. The ones that have happened in the last year or two, I've been in my records have been stolen from at least three of those, okay? Absolutely. That I know about. Yep and that is a lot of data.
0: And I think it's tough for people to sort of put this all into their head. How should I think about the fact that all this data is getting released? Is it going to cause, is this a turning point? Has something changed? Is all of this secret, what was thought to be secret information out there, um, no longer being secret or being in the hands of certain people who might use it maliciously? Does that Going to cause a huge turn in the cybersecurity industry?
1: I get I get this question all the time, right? And it's like you know, oh, now that thing is the thing. That's it's the gonna, one that's going to make us really change everything. Uh, you and I have been doing this a long time. Uh, we've probably gone through fifteen or twenty of those things that were the thing yeah. that was going to make us change everything, and uh, we have not changed much at all. So no, I am not in the mood to even consider that there's going to be some giant event that's going to make us. Fix everything. Yep,
0: I, I I agree. I don't think we're going to see this giant shift where, you know, we see the the latest breach causes you know in the United States our Congress makes some action that causes you know this to
1: really be a huge significant change for how people treat private information. We'll say though that you know cybersecurity has gotten better. Okay? True, it isn't like we haven't improved. We yep. absolutely have improved. Uh, the when you read the re, when you read the reports about the big breaches you know, mistakes for me. Yep. Okay. Uh, and so what the industry's been trying to do of late is try to reduce the chances that you can make mistakes when you're trying to secure this kind of Absolutely. Purpose. And the computers
0: in, our ca- in some cases have been on our side. The reason I'm not <laughs> so concerned about my credit card getting stolen is that my bank and most banks have these systems in place that can identify fraud and do it really well without a human being in place through machine learning. They know my patterns. They know what it looks like when I buy stuff, and when I significantly deviate from that, they go, whoa, 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 what happened? We better call this guy and make sure it's okay.
1: Should you be buying the uh, the condo in Hawaii? Is that yeah. what you're normally doing? It happened I- to
0: me two years ago <laughs> in exact that way. It was on New Year's Day. Someone called me up from my credit card company and said, Hey, uh, did you just purchase like four tickets on you know some ticket website? And I was like, No, mm-hmm. I did not. <laughs> and at that point, I knew I was getting a new card. And that's a that's that is the security that is primarily the banking industry saying, Hey, we need to find a better way around this fraud. And that is uh, that's the all good
1: Security. That's the good news. All right. So, but the bad news is, the data is out there. It okay. is <laughs> things now, that
0: were secrets are not secrets anymore.
1: Not secrets anymore, and you know. It, just in the last 5 10 years you would watch any kind of you know any kind of law enforcement show any kind of cybersecurity show any kind of sci-fi show any kind of spy movie right that and then we needed to find information on Ryan Olson it was yep. simply five clicks on the keyboard and i would have your entire dossier okay uh, we're not quite there yet right sure. but we are pretty close to that being clear. there are certainly big databases of information and even
0: those that are controlled by governments and law enforcement certainly have a lot of information in them, but if you're just a private citizen there's a lot of information that's accessible through you. Some people would put this in the big bucket of cyber-stalking, trying to track someone's information down, which certainly has a very negative connotation to it, but I'll give you an anecdote every time where I cyber-stalked somebody for a good purpose. So this is is a quick story. In my team, uh, when somebody has a new baby, um, we get them a onesie that says Unit 42 baby on it. And we, have, we have a bunch of them, right? A bunch of them. I think we're up to like seven now of yeah. these that I've, I've sent out. I'm very happy to do it.
1: It's our um, part in uh, making sure we're going to fill those uh, two million shortage gaps of jobs going exactly. forward. Exactly. <laughs> we're just growing the team organically.
0: <laughs> but most recently, one of the guys on the team, uh, you know, he and his wife had a baby, and I went to go. You know, We got the note. We got the size and all this stuff. We got her name. So I go to order a new onesie, and I realized I didn't have his address. So I wanted to mail it to him. And the last thing you want to do with a new father is like email them or call them coming from their boss to be like, hey, what's your address? So I can can send you a onesie. Yeah, I I know, so they're busy. (laughs) They got stuff going on. I've been a new parent. Like you don't want to have to deal with that. So instead I thought, what do I know about this guy? I know where he lives, basically. Not his address, but I know the state he lives in. I know he recently bought a house. I know his name, I know his wife's name. Like, I have a good amount of information. And just by searching for basic things, looking at county property records and other things, I was able to establish his address pretty easily and had him a onesie in two days. Like, that is an easy thing to do. Even without things that someone might consider private, the information is available. So you're not
1: you quite to. Simon Pegg in Mission Impossible, not Clicking quite. a couple but like getting all the data, but. How long? What, an hour? Did that take you? To oh, I was like,
0: that was like nine minutes. Nine minutes? Yeah. Okay. I can get you the, the timer on that one. And I <laughs> am rightfully a little bit proud of the speed at which you can sort of connect those dots together as someone who's worked professionally as an intelligence analyst. This is one of the things I'm supposed to be good at, but it should also make people a little bit concerned. Um, a little bit scary. Now, generally, those bits of information I was talking about are not the things that someone's going to use to authenticate who I am um but social security numbers unfortunately are a thing that in the united states organizations use as a secret they treat it as something that somehow Only the person who is assigned that identifier will know, which quite frankly is silly, and it was never the way it was intended. It was actually until 1972, the bottom of the social security card that was given to every citizen of the country said on it, for social security purposes, not for identification. They removed that because it was being used for identification, and identification means Let's assign a number to this person just so we can distinctly say who they are. So you have an ID, I have an ID, so that if two people have the same name and the same birth date, we don't have
1: database problems. That's a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, you said that when we were preparing for the show. It's a unique identifier for our database lookup. That's it. It it is not a secret that we should be using.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and it shouldn't be used for authentication. You can't use a distinct number like that to say, tell me this one piece of information and that's confirming who you are. Uh, but somehow we got to this position. Uh, and I I think that is something, while we're not going to make a hard turn, I think that's something that's absolutely going to have to change.
1: Well, we've been talking at Palo Alto Networks for the last year or two about uh, uh, if you were going to put together a cyber moonshot. Yep. Okay. And the moonshot is a reference to the JFK speech that says, "We're going to put a man on the moon and bring him back safely in ten years." If you were going to, if you were going to try to do a cyber moonshot, which would have the mission of make the internet safe in ten years, yeah, any conversation you have would have to build a mechanism to uh, know for sure that whatever transactions is going on, we know who that person is. Yep. So. And we're not there yet. We're nowhere near having that technology, okay? But if we're going to fix this kind of problem, uh, what's the word? I couldn't remember the word before the show either. Non-repudiation. Thank you very much. I'm supposed to know that. I'm a cybersecurity guy. Uh, Non-reputable way to authenticate whatever kind of transaction you're doing. Yep. It's if you're going to do a banking transaction, you're going to go to the movies. If you're going to vote, you're going to have to have some non-reputable way to get that done. So one way to do this, and this is a controversial
0: topic, is to give everyone in the country a cryptographic card of some kind. A smart card, it's got a key inside it, only you have it, it might have a second layer of authentication, so you have to enter a code as well to unlock it, which would uniquely identify you and authorize, would be, could be used for authentication to say, this is really who that person is. You'd have to have maybe a smart card reader in your laptop or on your phone or whatever it might be, but that's a way of saying, it's really me.
1: I can just hear the ACLU lawyers right now screaming at the top of their lungs about yes. privacy issues.
0: So, And I understand the privacy concerns about having a card like this, and you can probably imagine what they are if we start over here on the secure transaction side you're probably like yes it absolutely makes sense for my bank to be able to authenticate me through one of those means but as that sort of moves away from i need to authenticate to my bank to maybe i need to have this to vote maybe i need to have this to make a post on certain kinds of forums online maybe i need to have this to access facebook or something else what you've moved the sort of line on is Where is the ability to communicate anonymously on the Internet? Mm -hmm. And that is a line which absolutely, for good reason,
1: makes people uncomfortable. Well, I mean, the the thing to mention is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. No, certainly not. We want to have the ability to authenticate uh, with non-reputable authentication, all right. But, you know, there's lots of cool stuff on the internet that I don't want anybody to know that I'm playing with. You know, sure. when I'm playing World of Warcraft, maybe I don't want them to know that I'm the chief security officer at Palo Alto Networks. That is true. Right, so it should be able to do both, okay? Yep. And then who's ever owning the transaction, the activity, or whatever it is, they get to decide if they want to make people authenticate. They get to decide. And
0: it might be that you, as a service provider, want to create a community without anonymity. That mm-hmm. might be your situation. Anonymity, in a lot of cases, leads to bad activity on on the internet, mm-hmm. people saying things because they know it can't be attributed to them. But I that's could, really a,
1: a choice. Could you see that uh, a, a, a competitor to say, let's Facebook, or one of the social media sites, it says, as a requirement, you have to say who you are, yeah. right? And when you say stuff that maybe is not uh, completely true, okay, we're going to know exactly who that is. It's going to be attached to you in a way
0: that you can't go and say, oh, was it was it someone else. Yeah. It was me. Someone hacked my credentials. No. The whole idea is... You have that card. It's authenticating you, and you do it in a
1: secure way. So I think we're a long ways away from that, okay? But uh, I think what we're outlining is what it would have to be if uh, you're going to get there. Certainly, and we're not there yet. But it's
0: better than using. It's better from a security perspective for sure than a lot of the solutions we've had around secrets so far.
1: Yeah, I, I would. Uh, if we're going to do a cyber moonshot, okay, something like that has to be there. or There's no way to get to the internet being safe. You've got to
0: have some capability to say, who is this person and what are they doing, not for everything, but
1: for important things. Important things. And you get to decide. That's the thing. There's, it doesn't have to be all or nothing yep. for the important things. Absolutely. All right. All right. We did it. I okay. think
0: we've covered that topic as well. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Um, we'll be releasing another episode soon, so please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or whatever your podcasting system is. Uh, we're going to keep creating, talking about these big subjects, help you guys understand why you don't need to panic. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Palo Alto Networks podcast series. For more useful information, including conversations like this one, visit paloaltonetworks.com.